Motherfuckers tried to get on me for it, though. They was like, oh, I'm going to have Roy Ayers sue you. I was like, all right, bro. Like, Roy Ayers can get my dollar that I made off this shit. (laughs) I'd be perfectly fine with that. I would love for Roy Ayers to know who I am. Yeah. Yeah, we operate by the same mentality over here. I said the best days could be the worst days if you let them be. Forever remember what my papa is saying to me. Yo, I'm Samuel Sarfo. I'm Adam Dash. And welcome to the Sound Trenchers podcast. Today we have a very special guest with us. He dropped his recent album, The Apprehension of John Wells, which is honestly one of the best projects I've heard so far, even in rap, for a seriously long time. A real talented man from Baltimore, Maryland, a rapper, songwriter, and producer who does it all. Please give a warm welcome to John Wells. Welcome to the podcast, man. Good. It was good. It was good. How y'all doing? <laughs> hey, we're happy because... So every day you get someone who you're a genuine fan of to actually come on your show and speak about an album, and obviously we've interacted over Twitter. Yeah, yeah. But this is this is this is more special. Actually, getting some face to face discussion. Absolutely. So we have a tradition in our show where we start out by saying a playlist name of the week, and we pick a song for that playlist, kind of just to summarize how we're feeling during the week. So we'll start with Sam, just to kind of give you an idea and let you think about that as we go. Sam, what is your playlist title? Playlist title is Mighty, because I'm feeling mighty. Honestly, this week I've been grinding a lot, whether that's with the whole academic stuff, even with the music. I've been learning a lot. And all, you, know, you know when all your hard work actually comes to fruition, it's starting up now. So that, that means a lot to me. The first song would be a Bob Marley song. It's called Iron Lion Zion by Bob Marley. Go check it out if you haven't. The GOAT, if you know, you know. What about all you, right. Adam? For me, as always, I go by the same song title as for the playlist name. But I'm going to go Moment of Truth by Hove. Mm. Um, that's not what I, yeah, no, Moment of Clarity, not Moment of Truth. That's Gangstar. Oh, yes, I was going to say Gangstar, uh, yeah. Mom, yeah. Moment of Clarity, I'm um, doing this job search right now, and mm. there's many moments of clarity when trying to find a job and pick this career path I got coming to me once I graduate in May, which is an awful thought to think about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now we're excited for the future. Yes, sir. Was that, was that enough time to yeah, help I'm, you think of something? <laughs> I'm thinking of things right now. Um, all right, so... Um, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to say playlist title is going to be 83 because okay. it was my grandfather's 83rd birthday the other day. Hey, oh, happy birthday. Happy belated went, birthday. Went, went to his birthday for real. Mm-hmm. And I think the the song is going to be... Oh, should it be... <laughs> let's say i'm gonna say i'm gonna say stevie wonder happy birthday oh okay. my gosh there we, go. we love that yeah, classic. yeah man yeah you know I, to get to get into things i first want to ask you about your common slogan you have it on your social media you say it in your songs uh-huh. you say it every you're tweeting it back to every listener yeah. less funerals more birthdays yes. where does that come from and what does that mean to you why is that something that you feel so that is something that you need to preach consistently. Man, it's something that uh, came to me years ago for real. Like, um, just, you know, going through shit, going through, you know, whatever I was going through at the time. I had, you know, a lot of shit going on. It, was, it came to me in like uh, 2018. Um, yeah, it was just a lot of shit going on for real. Like, I had just got robbed at gunpoint type shit. And I'm off, like, shit just, shit, and the rest of the year just, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, yeah. shit was going on with my dad at the time. Um, 
And it just put me at a point where I was like, man. And also, all right, I got to acknowledge this. Um, <laughs> I used to always look at Drake's Instagram. Mm-hmm. And um, I would be like, man, all this motherfucker does is say happy birthday to his homeboys. Like, I just want to... Yeah. I want to be able to do that. I don't want us to be uh-huh. going through a bunch of bullshit all the time. And I want us to just be able to celebrate life for real rather than, you know what I'm saying? Have, be going through a bunch of bullshit. And, the, you know, funerals can mean anything. You know what I'm saying? The uh-huh. actual funeral or just, you know, all the all the bullshit we go through. Like I said, all the shit that I was going through at the time. And, um, yeah, man, it's like, you know, I, like that just means for me, we need to celebrate life more. You know what I'm saying? And we need to, you know, get past all that shit and put us up, put ourselves into position to have mm-hmm. something to celebrate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. I think a lot of times when we're entering the new stages in life, for example, for me, I'm about to graduate and go into the real world, quote unquote. Congratulations. Think, thank you. Yeah. I think a lot of, in a lot of those moments is when we, might start to think about death and those thoughts. So personally for me, this album was very timely just because I was having a lot of those thoughts. And I like how you said your dad on the album, he says the pain is a sensation. And I mentioned in the review that my brother says pain is mental. So I kind of always had that uh, thought process. So for you, when you're writing this album, is it difficult to be this vulnerable on a project? Because I know, and I'm sure Sam will feel the same way. Sometimes you're writing some stuff and you think to yourself, is this something I really want to say to the world? Is this something that I really want to talk yeah. about my family with? So how did you get the courage to do that? You know, I'm just, I feel like I'm a generally transparent person. I don't hold too much shit back. Um, but there is moments on that project. There's probably like two main moments on that project that I'm like, man, I hope, I hope the this person doesn't hear this and take offense to it or anything mm-hmm. like that. Because I'm really never doing, I'm never saying anything to you know, out of malice or something like that, like trying to offend somebody, but more so just, you know, just to be truthful and, and you know, create something that makes me feel like I got some shit off my chest. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's like, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm generally very transparent. I, I don't hold too much shit back. So, being this transparent, it wasn't something new for me or anything like that. But like I said, there's always the moments where I'm like, shit, I hope. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it definitely puts Mm -hmm. the people, you and around you in the hot spot. Like even talking about people in your family using drugs and what if what if they hear that, how are they gonna feel about that? I know definitely when I when I put the pen to the pad and I'm writing certain things about my family, it's like Yes, it's what I want to write, but at the same time, it's like, mm, mm. what if they heard this? How would they feel? Yeah. And even what you're saying with um, your slogan, the big thing is just not to deal with the BS and try to move forward. Yeah. Um, your project in 2021, um, Have You Seen My Fish, kind of relates on that, mm. kind of not just looking around for that lost person, that whatever, that chip yeah. of peace from your heart. Yep. Got to keep moving forward and push through. On that project, you also talked about your father as well. Yeah. Um, and that kind of trickled down to this album as well. Yeah. But transferring from that album to this album, what was your mindset going in? Um, and how did you figure out the direction you wanted to go towards the album? Man, you know what? I've had the idea for this album since before all that shit. Like, mm-hmm. I, um, and like in the tuck. E- yeah. Even before mm-hmm. my father even passed away, it's just wow. like, um, you know, 
I came up with the idea. My homeboy actually gave me the name in like 2018. It was a completely different album. And when I made it in, it really like the end of 2018, 2019, beginning of 2019, I just didn't feel like it was ready. And then I went through everything that I went through in 2020 with my dad passing away and everything else and, you know, everything that led up to my dad passing away and stuff like that. And, um, you know, that's when I started making, like, I made a project called Lucky Jordan. I made a project called Silk and Money. Then I made Have You Seen My Fish. Then Lucky World. Um, I'm just trying to get some money and stuff like that. And then Autumn Singles in the midst of it. It's mm-hmm. like, there's like a common theme in all of it. You know what I'm saying? And my, I, I would say my music is generally about like anxiety and shit like that. And um, so, you know, that that all was fuel for, you know what I'm saying, the apprehension of John Wells. Like like I said, I had been sitting on um, No Drugs in Heaven for like a year because yeah. like I knew that was the premise of this album i knew after i made that i was like all right this is the apprehension of john wells and this is what it's about because that was really um that was something that made me feel that you know what i'm saying something that made me feel that emotion of apprehension like man i can't or kind of took me out of that feeling of apprehension i would more so say because it's like I'm like, man, I can't, I can't bullshit around no more. You know what I'm saying? I, I just lost my dad who really believed in me with this shit. So I'm like, man, I gotta do this shit for him. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's like the, the general idea behind that shit is just, like I said, just moving past that shit so that I can get to a point where shit is better for me. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't want to, I don't want to reveal anything right now, but like there's, <laughs> there's some, there's more shit to it. I'll put it that way. Yeah. And, and yeah, there, there will be more shit that you hear in the future that so finishes the story. I'll put it that way. Yeah. And you were saying to me last week that this body of work means more to you than anything you've ever created Absolutely. and anything you, and anything you've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Um, besides for the obvious reasons, just because of the vulnerable fact that you're talking about family members and friends who you've lost, why is this the project that you've been making your, your whole life? And why do you think this is going to mean more than anything that you've ever heard or possibly could create? Well, I mean, it's really that I'm not going to lie to you. It's like, it's this took like, like I said, when I was talking to you, it took generations of my family to live, to be able mm-hmm. to for me to make this project, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, you know, in a song like No Dress in Heaven, like I go back to my grandparents growing up mm-hmm. and the environment they grew up in and then which led to what my father grew up in, which led to what I grew up in. And um, the rest of the project is kind of centered around that. So it's like I couldn't have made that without them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I really look at it that way. Like, I I can't be who I am, and I can't um, 
have had the experiences that I've had that have allowed me to create the things that I create that so many people love if it wasn't for the lives of these people. So that's why it's so special to me. It's like, mm-hmm. I really put my life into that. And I put my life into damn near everything that I do, but this one just felt like, I don't know, extremely personal for sure. And then on top of that, you know, people enjoy it so much. Yeah. People like really connected with it. So what's that yeah. feeling when you finally release the album? Because I know like when I drop an album, definitely not in the same vulnerability scale, scale at all. But like it makes a couple of tears in her eye because you work for, you said you yeah. made this song a year ago. Mm-hmm. And like if you have songs in like in the tuck for two years, a year, and you finally get to release that to the world, even if it's part of its fear of releasing it, there's yeah. like some type of emotional release that comes with it. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I was just really happy to get it out. Like, I was happy to let everybody hear it because, like I said, from the jump of me making that, I was like, yo, this is the best shit I've ever made. Everybody is going to, like, really fuck with this. You know what I'm saying? So I was just happy to have everybody hear it. And, you know, there's other songs on the project, like um, Spot a Rat, that, like, I go into other situations that, you know what I'm saying? We're part of that overall situation. And it's like to be it. Cause it's like, for me, I don't necessarily like to just, um, go out and say, all right, I'm this, this shit just happened and ba 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 ba. This is how y'all should feel about this, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, being able to finally get that out, like and have people understand like no nah, i just went through this shit and you know for people to be talking to me about it like damn i didn't know blah 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 blah, blah. it's like i'm fine like i'm getting shit off my chest mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so it's, it's like a relieving feeling in a way i would say yeah and you can definitely i can see it with your posture the way you move the way you talk how much you put it into this album and yeah. it kind of was like a premonition like you said it reminds me so much of like Kendrick Good Kid Mad City yeah. that was a premonition he had that in the tuck waiting for that to be released yeah. and put his heart and soul into it when I look at this project and I wasn't joking when I said that before yeah. I've been listening to a lot of hip hop and nothing has really touched me in a way like when I heard your album Thank and you, it is it's remarkable, man. Again, you. you hear every single word is not wasted. Every yeah. word is meant to be there, and that matters for sure. Yeah, yeah. but let's let's dive in into the album. Mm. Um, I want to start off with just the production wise. Yeah. Um, I know that you produce yourself, yeah. but for this project, did you decide to be involved in the production or take a step back, focus more on the songwriting and the lyrics because they were so powerful? Mm. And who overall was a part of this project from the production to the sound design? You no, know, really. It, I mean. Don't get me wrong, I have other producers and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but the you know, I'm all this shit is kinda in my head for real. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't really have a team that helps me put this shit together. Um, it's really oh, it's just me choosing the beats and so you know, I made the beats for Grape, Spider Rat, wow. and um and Jane. Um, other than that, you got my guy Broke Boy. Uh, I follow Broke Broke Boy on YouTube. Broke Boy. That's a hard name. Yeah. Broke boy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> on, broke boy. Um, broke boy is how he how he does this shit. But yeah. Um Broke Boy, guy named Dow on YouTube. Um 
Let me see what else. Thal did a lot of shit. Matter of fact, um, mm-hmm. he did uh, like all the guitar shit you hear. That's all his shit for real. Mm-hmm. Um, and let me see. Shout out YouTube producers. That's yeah, no, nah, like people be trying to like say that YouTube, like you need to get off YouTube. Blah 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 blah. blah. Yeah. I love the selection that yeah, I can bro, find. It's, on it's crazy. Like, I like, mean, Cole just hopped on that song from that other producer last week, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm writing an article on that right now. But it's crazy because like their beats are amazing. Uh, I think you lagged out. Yeah, you can hop back on. We back. Hey, hey. we back. Welcome back. All right, welcome you was, back. You was talking about uh, Cole production. YouTube. Oh right? yeah, I was just saying it's sick that he is like not that they need legitimate legitimizing. I'm not sure that's yeah. a word, but like legitimizing they don't need yeah. someone to do that for them but yeah they deserve it because they're incredible like yeah. they're so skilled and they deserve placements absolutely absolutely and yeah like i said um it like that shit is just like it's great to have that level of selection because like mm-hmm. some motherfuckers just i hate i hate and i probably shouldn't hate this but i kind of do <laughs> like i hate when motherfuckers just like hit me like yo i got beats blah 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 Here's the link, et cetera, et cetera. And then a motherfucker or a motherfucker email me some beats. And then I never reply. And it's like, oh, so what you doing with these beats? <laughs> like, it's like, bro, I, I'm not really like I I think motherfuckers enjoy my music for one of the big reasons motherfuckers enjoy my music is like I'm so picky with my yeah. shit. Like I'm very People people compliment me on my um my beat picking skills. Yeah. And, and you said that on the album. Yeah, like exactly, exactly, yeah. And it's like I I can't just I can't just get that from one producer that I might know in person. Like the fact that you have this wide ass selection yeah. on YouTube is a blessing. Yeah. You know what I'm it's like it allows you to make the best shit possible for real. Mm-hmm. So, and that's honestly and, so impressive that you were able to be involved in the project. One question I'll ask you is, uh-huh. do you think it was easier to write your thoughts on beats that you produce on your own? Or do you think it was harder? Or do you think it was easier working with other producers and kind of writing your, your ideas through that? Um, I would say, like, um, I would say it could be either or sometimes. Okay. Like, I, I enjoy writing to my own beats, but... At the same time, I th- I don't know. I guess I'm a little bit overly um, critical when I am making my own beats. So, um, you know, I feel like normally when I make my own beats or when I rap my own beat, rap over my own beats, um, I'll uh, like ha- have pre-written this thing. And then I was like, all right, I want to put it on this beat, though. Mm-hmm. That I made myself because I enjoy it better over this beat, and blah 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 blah. It's normally never like a like oh I wrote this over my beat type thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I said this in my review of the album, but it's like your voice is. And I was just saying this to Sam once you just lagged off for a second. But yeah. I love your accent, and you got one of those voices <laughs> that's it's a very relaxed voice, but once over a beat with like no drums on it, it's very it's very yeah. captivating. Voice. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, bro. I appreciate that. Yeah, because <laughs> I know. I mean, rap voice is so important, 
And yeah. I mean, you you rap very similar to your talking voice. But was that a process of you finding that, or have you always just been kind of like skilled with you utilizing your voice? I think I've I think that's always been kind of my thing for real. Like I I was never like a like I always found it kind of weird when people change their voices to mm-hmm. rap. You know what I mean? And it's funny you say that. Like a dude commented on my Twitter the other day, like, and it was on some like, oh, you a white rapper type thing. He yeah. Was like, mm-hmm. He was like, um, they always rap or they always rap different than they speak. Ba 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 ba. I'm hearing a lot of cosplay in your voice, and yeah. it's like, no, bro, this is like, <laughs> it, it, like, there's nothing further from the truth. This is mm-hmm. exactly how I talk in rap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, no, I, I like, I like to, I like things to be conversational more than uh-huh. anything, and um, yeah, I feel like. You can't, I don't know, like, just changing your voice to rap is just, I don't know, it's always been kind of weird to me. So you're not yeah. a B-Real fan? No B-Real fan over here? B-Real. <laughs> I, you know I like the fucking, I like the membrane shit, but eh, you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Well, along with your fiery vocal delivery, man, obviously you love sampling. Yeah. Um, it seems like a lot of the production you look for are beautifully sampled things. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you go about that? How do you find samples? And also, how do you maneuver in that lane to obviously sampling is part of the culture? Yeah. Um, I know, like for example, rapper like Logic, he got shut down for a lot of his songs and projects. Even uh, Jid recently with, what was the track, Adam? 2009. 2009, because the whole sampling, yep, the whole sample clearance yeah. issue. And yeah. then what are your thoughts on that? How do you maneuver through that? You know what? I like, well, first of all, to answer your first question, I like to... Like motherfuckers use the crate dig and shit like that. Like mm-hmm. they would f- go to record stores and just pick random ass, you know what I'm saying, um, records out that they might just like the cover art and they find shit through that. I like to do, I guess it's like today's version of doing that because there's not many record stores out there and not YouTube digging. Play. Yeah, YouTube digging for real. <laughs> like I like to just find old shit on YouTube and shit. Um, and it should be fire. Like I, I feel like sometimes I enjoy this type of sh- like that type of stuff mm-hmm. um, more than you know today's type of stuff because they don't make like it, the the general sound of the music just sounds different. Yeah, like I feel like they don't. We don't even you know artists other than rappers. Obviously, like they don't they don't make shit that sounds like that anymore for real. Like the songwriting and the the way they use the instruments and obviously like the mics they use and the other equipment they use. It's just it's got a certain tinge to it that I fuck with. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I love it. I've been studying into like jazz music and I'll be um, like, I could, I could sample this. Yeah, this yeah, 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 exactly. And um to answer your second question, I'm big on the I'm big on the no sample snitching thing. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But at the same time, there's just like certain shit that everybody fucking knows. Mm-hmm. Like I, I made a um I made a song in twenty twenty one which was a sample of Roy Ayers Ubiquity mm-hmm. Everybody Loves the Sunshine. Yep. Everybody knows that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I don't I, I it's one of the most famous samples ever. But um motherfuckers tried to get on me for it though. It was like, oh, I'm going to have Roy Ayers sue you. I was like, all right, bro. Like, Roy Ayers can get my dollar that I made off this shit. <laughs> like, yeah. I'd be perfectly fine with that. I would love for Roy Ayers to know who I am. Yeah. 
yeah, we, we operate by the same mentality over here. Yeah, like fuck all this. But yeah, you know, it's it's just yeah. Yeah, I'm in a, a hip hop class right now. My teacher is one of those guy who guys who loves digging in crates, and he was telling me that he can hear drums and he knows exactly. It's one thing to know where samples come from in like the music, but he knows where the drums come from. He's like, oh, that's like the Congo band. I'm like, how the f- <laughs> how the hell do you oh, know yeah. that? Like, he's just yeah. so into it. He knows like every single. He's like, oh, that kick drum. Yeah, that's from this. And I'm like, Jesus. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> that that Shit's his loud. professor what you say he worked with um he worked with black star yeah yep. he worked oh, with yeah. um, man why am i forgetting his name what producer did i say before not uh, um, uh oh high tech you just high tech, high tech. Shout high to high tech. that's fine yeah i was geeking out to him like that's crazy that's he worked cool, on that okay. that's cool um, and then and when then it comes to uh, marketing for the album so i see you on twitter always and like you have to unapologetic, unapologetically talk about your stuff because at the end of the day, you worked hard as hell on it. Who else is mm-hmm. going to do it for you? And now you come under the Drewski stuff, which which is hilarious. Yeah. And, and I know a lot of times when like an artist tweets under another tweet, are all like all of our first mentality is like, oh, let's shit on this guy. And then they hear you, and they're usually the tweets under your tweet are like, ah, this is really fire. Yeah, they, 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 they click it and they're like, ah, it's good. Motherfuckers, like motherfuckers love to say like, oh. I really was trying to hate on you, but this is actually fire. Yeah. <laughs> See, my thing towards the whole towards that whole shit is like, as an artist coming up that doesn't really have any connections, you know what I'm saying? Because there, you know, there are a lot of artists who yeah. are like there are people who can show them the way. Mm-hmm. It's like this is just like an obvious way to like get my shit in front of people, which if not everybody understands like uh, some people have the mentality like all right i'm going to put this out and it's going to spread and everybody's going to love it and everybody's going to know me in two weeks type shit but the reality of it which i learned over time is that's not always the case and putting my shit under a viral tweet has like taken me up tenfold you know what i'm saying so it's like i'm like i hate when people try to shit on a young artist for doing that because it's like bro like what the fuck else are we supposed to do am i supposed to not like my shit enough to show it to y'all you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. that doesn't make sense why would i put it out and then like like i said we don't i don't know the way you know what i'm saying i'm not connected like that so you know, I got to kind of just do what I can to make sure a bunch of people know my shit so that eventually it can spread like it has all the time. So, yeah, that's just that's just something I've learned over time. And even with the limitations, you've still broken through. And again, yeah. like you're one of the best rappers I'm hearing out right now. Thank you. bro. Um, do you have any advice or any type of ideas for marketing? What have you mostly been doing? To help help promote this uh, album, and hopefully artists can come and hear you and maybe pick up from that as well. Yeah, I think I think content, 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 content yeah. is key. Um, you know, I uh, I'm learning TikTok a little bit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> as and, as, all, as we yeah, all, we are. Yeah, <laughs> like, and I'm I'm kind of figuring it out. I had like a little video that went, I guess you could call it semi-viral, like back mm-hmm. in October for real. Um. It got like eighty nine thousand views and shit, Ooh. nineteen thousand likes hey. or something like that. So it, it did all right for real. It's not as much as 
you know, I'm seeing like my guy Foggy Raw is fucking killing shit right now. If y'all are familiar with him, he uh he's been putting out like these short, mm-hmm. just short uh real TikTok size joints out um that are like probably a minute long type thing, and um it's like really getting him out there for real to like uh yeah like like I think uh Timberland posted him and shit. That's so. And um, his shit started going crazier and crazier and crazier. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's like learning, learning this TikTok thing, using reels, making these small size joints that are like size for TikToks and reels, and um, making them short form. You know what I'm saying? I hate mm-hmm. to tell a motherfucker make short form songs, but um, they can these short form joints open you up to mm-hmm. um they can open you up to a wider audience mm-hmm. and then when you actually do put your long shit out mm-hmm. um then there's motherfuckers that are hit to you that can like I actually said, listen yeah motherfuckers. i'm so happy you mentioned that dude i know me yeah. and adam were discussing about this yeah. i know one of the things adam noticed about your uh project was um, the song structures, yeah. how short the songs were, mm-hmm. and it's not even a you thing; it's a cultural thing. Yeah. All the songs now are getting short. Yeah. There's no more three chords, three verses anymore. Yeah. It's literally exactly. maybe one whole verse. Even if you're the Nas, then what Nas is doing now, he's not spitting what he was spitting back then. Exactly. It's maybe one or two yeah. verses, and then no one three verses. verses sadly. Exactly. exactly. So when you're making this album. Do you on purposely try to make the songs just a little bit shorter so you can run through the album? Because I noticed like you run through it, but that sets you up perfectly for um the six minute banger, mm-hmm. absolutely amazing yeah. storytelling. Thanks. And was that done intentionally? Um it's probably semi intentionally, but mm-hmm. more so it's just like I'm big on the idea like if the song is over, the song is over. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's no need to just add a bunch of filler if you feel like you got your shit off already. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like, that's my mindset towards a lot of shit, for mm-hmm. real. Like, there are two, you know what I'm saying, like, two-verse songs on my project mm-hmm. and shit, like, mm-hmm. You Must Love Me and shit like that. That's something that I felt like I needed to finish that. You know what I'm saying? It uh-huh. needed that second verse and that second hook. You know what I'm saying? But then there's a song like Jane, that shit is 27 seconds long because I told the entire story that I needed yeah. to get up. You know what I'm saying? So it's, 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 it's like, I, I feel like all we gotta, we all gotta recognize that people's intention spans are way shorter right now. Mm-hmm. I like, I listen back to old ass three verse songs and shit like that. Even like two verse songs at this point, it's like, it's damn boy, it's long. Yeah, like, <laughs> shit is too fucking long. I'm not trying to, like, like, and, and the thing is, a lot of times, like, when Hove did it, he needed that third verse. Like, on, on, um, on Hard Knock Life. That third mm-hmm. verse, it was probably like eight bars long, but yeah. it was necessary. A lot of them third verses wasn't necessary. It was just the song structure of the time. Like, oh, you need three verses or motherfuckers is going to say you can't rap. That's not the mm-hmm. case today. And I don't feel, you know what I'm saying? I don't feel the need to try and, you know, like I said, filler my way to, oh, he's got the long ass song. When motherfuckers ain't even trying to listen to it anyway. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm so, so speak, speaking, uh, of, um, speaking of Hove, I know mm-hmm. Push said recently, He's like, I get the whole feature when I like 
I run out of things to say in a song. I'm like, I can't say this any other way. And I know Jay-Z right. can say it. So mm-hmm. when you made this album, did you specifically go for the non-feature route? Because this is such a personal story. I want to do that. Um, or is it like, could you not, do you not know anyone that you think like this song is so personal? I don't even think I should even put a voice on this song. I'm like generally, a, a I don't put features on my shit type guy anyways. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it'll be when I put a feature on my song, it'll be absolutely necessary. Like I did a song with Jordan Bryant. Um, I felt like he smoked that shit and Mm -hmm. I smoked that shit. That was on lucky world. Um, and like that, that just felt like a necessary feature. Like I, like, like I said before, I'm with what's necessary. You know what I'm saying? If I feel like something is not necessary, I'm not just going to add it just for the fuck of it. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, like I said, I feel like that's why people fuck with my shit because I'm so intricate with this shit. Like, mm-hmm. I'm I'm very, very fucking picky because I'll be pissed off if I get, if I, like, tell a motherfucker, yo, come hop on my song and then they fuck my song. Up. <laughs> you know what I'm like, if a mother, imagine I got a motherfucker on like one of the like on Spotterette, like that, yeah. and that's the only song on there. That, or maybe Grape. I could picture a feature on Grape. If they fucked that up, I would be so pissed off. Like, if motherfuckers stopped listening to it halfway through because they're not trying to hear his verse, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> like, you, you're just fucking my shit up at this point, and you you causing my song to be somewhat of a skip. I don't like that. You know what I'm saying? I like <laughs> I like them albums that you can listen to it all the way through type thing. So that yeah. I mean, I'll you know, every once in a while I'll do like a feature on a single or something like that. But I'm I'm just generally not a feature type of guy. Yeah. And understandably so man, this is something that's heartfelt. It's made for you. Yeah. Most of the top two artists have the same mentality and you're seriously on your way up here. John Rousseau Thankful to have you here, Thank Adam. You bro. got any more burning questions? This may be your last chance, man. You got, you Shit. might got asked. I, I just want to compliment you on uh, what track is it? It is uh, "Y'all Some Horse." I just love the yeah. wordplay. I just like a hip hop yep. fan, and the the barber told me to like, take my hat off and get bald or more. Like it just made me laugh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's the real shit that's happened. Though my barber used to tell yeah. me like, "Oh, you gotta stop wearing hats." When I was like sixteen years old, type yeah. shit, but I'm fucking. I got a fucking Me and my brothers are obsessed with like if our hairlines are receding or not. I got the shit these curls covering that. So yeah, I'm, that that hit deep. If when you when you see me wearing hats, which is all the time, that that's kind of wild for real. I'm probably gonna go bald in the next few years at some point. <laughs> not like <It's> like, <laughs> like I'm gonna shave my head bald. I'm not like yeah. really going bald, but like I got the spot and I'm. And you, like, you got oh, you got the yeah. beard, so you're chilling. Exactly, you're chilling. You know what I'm Adam, step up, bro. Step yeah, up get, where you at. Right. My, my shit's not coming in fully yet. It doesn't That's connect. Okay, bro. That's okay. <laughs> but Yo, that was also what am I? Here you go. Let me ask, what uh mm-hmm. what ethnicity are you, Adam? I am white. No, hell. but yeah, I'm I'm hip to that. But like yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> nationality, is that the word? Like are you like yeah, Italian, I mean, German, or whatever? This this isn't what you were asking for, but I'm Jewish. So like I don't know if that gives off a specific gotcha. look. I use it like my girl brought up a point to me. Like, there are certain, like, white people 
who just don't get beards, but then like Irish people, I'm Irish for real. Yeah. Irish people be having beards like this and shit like that. So yeah. I'm like. No, I, I can grow My brother's a full beard. My brothers have full beards. Okay, I'm just not. Yeah. Like six days in, it's itching me crazy. I can't like sleep on a pillow. I'm so until, until it's fully coming in, we're just going to rock the uh, clean. I feel clean that. Look. I had a I mustache say, first semester at some point. Uh-huh. Was, Mine goes it was, it was back fun. so fast. Yeah, no, nah, that's how I am, bro. Like, I, I need a haircut already. I got my hair cut last week. Yeah. <laughs> well, enough about beards. Yeah. Uh, John, we appreciate you so much. Uh, Y'all Some Horses is also one of my favorite tracks and also out of Essex. I related with that so much. Thank Again, you, when people don't understand um, your vision, yeah. I even get that sometimes when I go crazy and I'm, I, you see the, the, the cheap uh, soundproofing in my room and all this stuff and I'm you. going crazy buying the monitors and people don't get what the vision is, but yeah. I got it. You got to keep pushing and got to keep moving. And bro, what you're doing is inspiring. And from the bottom of my heart, you, man, you are seriously one of the best MCs out right now. Period. Thank you. Sir. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Thank, thank you. you so much for tuning in, man. We love you, man. Keep it Appreciate up. Appreciate you. Love you. Yeah. If we had the flex bomb right now, we drop it. Might have to insert that after. <laughs> Oh, no, we got that, bro. Don't worry. Yeah. We got hey. that. That came prepared, bro. Come on now. <laughs> guys, go. thanks for tuning in. Uh, make sure if you guys stay to the very end, don't forget to like, subscribe, do all that cool stuff. And we are out of here. Another bomb one time. Peace. <laughs> all right, man.